Another episode of Mafia History on Serious and Silliness Outcast. Thank you for tuning in. And make sure to like and subscribe because I got great more content coming up. Anyway, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn. Uh, last weekend, I watched the movie Goodfellas because it's a great movie. And if you're into mafia stuff, that is probably the greatest gangster movie next to The Godfather ever made. If you haven't watched it, I suggest you do. Uh, Martin Scorsese does not miss when it comes to a gangster movie or any movie at that at that point. But there's a scene in Goodfellas with Paul Savino and Ray Liotta. Obviously, Ray Liotta plays Henry Hill. Paul Savino plays Paulie Cicero, who's really supposed to be Paulie Vario. They're in Paulie Cicero's yard. And he's warning him about drugs. And because they just got out of jail. And he says he doesn't want to die in jail. And he tells him, he warns him. He says, you're going to tell anybody... You're going to tell me about anybody who is dealing drugs. And that means anybody. It could be my son. It could be anybody. As a matter of fact, it's a very deep scene. He slaps him in the face. He warns him. But, you know, Ray Liotta was actually dealing drugs behind his back for a long period of time. And he said to him, there's a reference. He says, Gribbs is going to die in the can. And that ain't going to be me. Something to the effect of he was he got life in prison just for talking to somebody who was dealing junk. Something to that effect. I don't want any more of that shit. What shit? What are you talking about? Just stay away from the garbage, you know what I mean? Fuck Paulie. I'm what not talking mean? about what you did inside. You did what you had to do. I'm talking about now. From now, here, and now. Paulie, why would I want to get into that? Don't make I'm a jerk not... out of me. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I want to talk to you about Jimmy. You got to watch out for him. He's a good earner. But he's wild. Takes too many chances. No, I know that. I know Jimmy. You think I would take chances like Jimmy? And Tommy, he's a good kid, too. But he's crazy. He's a cowboy. He's got too much to prove. No, I know. You've got to watch out for kids like this. Yeah, I know what they are. I only use them for certain things. Believe Listen, me, you don't have I to worry. I ain't going to get fucked like Gribbs. You understand? Gribbs is 70 years old and a fucking guy's going to die in prison. I don't need that. So I'm warning everybody. Everybody. Could be my son. Could be anybody. Gribbs got 20 years just for saying hello to some fucker was sneaking behind his back selling junk. I don't need that. Ain't going to happen to me. You understand? Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, Scorsese, when he does these movies, he always bases them on real people and, and, and real characters and real storylines. I wonder if there was an actual Gribbs. So I did a little research, and there was. Gribbs, or Mr. Gribbs, his real name was Carmine Tremuti. Turns out he did a lot more than just talk to somebody that was dealing drugs. Actually... It turns out that he was one of the largest heroin uh, traffickers in the world. So let's start from the beginning. I'll give you a little recap of what he is or what he was. And how we moved up the ranks. So he was born in April in 1910. His parents migrated over into New York City, Harlem to be exact, in 1913. So at that point in time, Harlem had a lot of Italians, especially East Harlem, a lot of gangsters, a lot of mafia. And of course, you know, there were a lot of kids that were a breeding ground that were inducted because they were tough kids and they were capable. And he was one of them. You know, he was in and out of trouble on the street, fighting, stealing, doing what he can to make money. And uh, he catches the eye of several mafia guys and they, they bring him in. And over the years, he actually rises through the ranks. And I believe he was actually in control of one of the largest crap games in New York City that he had. That there was a craps game in Harlem, an illegal craps game. 
but he rose to the ranks of actually to be the boss of the Lucchese crime family. After Tommy Lucchese died, the commission, I think especially Carlo Gambino, pushed for Gribbs to be the boss of the Lucchese crime family. It is said that it is he was supposed to be the boss temporarily because the guy they really wanted, Tony Corallo, Tony Ducks, was in prison. And he was going to be acting boss. And when Tony Ducks gets out, he would be, he would take over. So uh Gribbs does die in prison, I believe, in 1978. And you know, Tony Corallo gets out and he obviously becomes the, the boss of the Lucchese crime family. But Gribbs. Tremonti was actually one of the masterminds and one of the financiers of the French Connection, which was one of the largest heroin trafficking rinks in history. It spanned four continents, Europe, Asia, North America, South America. And I believe in the early 70s, they were making as much as $14 billion a year. It was said that they were they were moving, I don't know, 30 pounds of heroin a day, something to that effect. It was, un, you know, it was... Uh, thirty thousand pounds. I apologize of heroin a day. Don't 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 quote me on that. It's something to that effect. But it was a tremendous amount of heroin. So of course he gets indicted because the uh, the feds really came down hard because this was a huge rink and it was flooding the streets with heroin. The feds come down hard. He gets indicted, and he actually, um, uh, I believe him and forty some odd other associates, mafia members, and whomever else were indicted for the for heroin trafficking. They actually made a movie about the French Connection. It was called The French Connection. It was Gene Hackman. Great movie. Also suggest that you watch it. And he actually does die in prison. And, and like I said, Tony Corral does become the boss. Um, he became actually really, really wealthy. I believe into the billions, but I might be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But he became really, really wealthy because of this. But there's a side story to Gribbs that has nothing to do with Gribbs. And I thought this was absolutely fascinating because the more research I did, uh, the more fascinating stories came up. So during this time, when the uh, feds seized the heroin coke that was coming in, it was actually in the NYPD evidence room. And supposedly there was a tremendous amount of pure heroin, pure cocaine in the NYPD evidence room. Well, there were two other Lucchese associates, Anthony Loria and Vincent Papa. And Vincent Papa put together this um, business deal, if you will, for lack of a better term, where he bribed NYPD officers to smuggle heroin and cocaine out of the evidence room and replace it with flour. And then they were able to deal the heroin as was. For my research, it was said that they actually smuggled 400 pounds of heroin and cocaine. So they replaced it with flour. And how they realized that that happened was that the bugs actually started eating the flour and not heroin. So when they tested it, they realized that it was being smuggled because it was flour. These two were indicted. During this time, uh, 1977, I believe it was 1977, Rudy Giuliani is the lawyer of the U.S. who is prosecuting Vincent Papa. 
Vincent Papa tries to cut a deal with the United States government. Now, before I finish the story, the next part of the story, um, nobody has ever been indicted or charged with anything. So it is not technically proven. But the more people that do research, uh, the more people believe that this is true. So I just want to give you kind of a heads up, if you will. So the deal was the Lucchese crime family had a task force patrolman, not patrolman security, task force agents, rather. I apologize. He had task force agents from the organized crime commission, uh, organized crime task force from the FBI on payroll. And the deal was that Vincent Papa was going to give the United States government these um, agents their names. And in return for that, he would not be prosecuted as a heroin dealer. And he would do uh, a minimum amount of time and go into the witness protection program. The story goes that Rudy Giuliani actually completely ignored the deal and purposely leaked the information so that it can get to the right people, which were the Lucchese crime family. Needless to say, Vincent Papa is stabbed to death several days later by a member of the Aryan Brotherhood in the prison in Atlanta where he was. So from my research, Lucchese crime family got tipped that uh, he was going to snitch and uh, the informants uh, that were federal agents were going to no longer be able to give information to the Lucchese crime family. And they got to him. And in the 70s, it was very easy. They were very powerful in the 70s. It is a tremendous story. I actually really, really um, beg you to go and do your own research because there's a lot more. Um, I only do short mafia history stints on my channel, but a tremendous story nonetheless. The, the story about the French connection in and of itself is a tremendous story. As a matter of fact, Carmine Tremonti... In the movie American Gangster with uh, Denzel Washington, Armand Asante's character is supposed to be Carmine Tremonti. Well, that'll do it for this Mafia history. I hope you enjoyed that. Gribbs did die in jail for, for being a heroin trafficker. And uh, watch Goodfellas if you haven't seen it. Watch French Connection. And watch American Gangster. And subscribe and like to my channel. Because I, I bring you great content. If you like mafia history, mafia interviews, it's fantastic. So, thank you and good night.